0: on the voice of the Cape. Assalamualaikum wa wabarakatuh and good morning Jumaubarak, to each and every one of our listeners and be hopeful inshallah that your Friday has been blessed thus far and that it would be throughout the day inshallah. On our program, we focus on the youth this morning and we have one of the very youthful shuyukh in Syria with us and that is Sheikh Zayed Fattar. Now, Sheikh Zayed Fattar is a graduate from the Al-Azri University uh, from the Faculty of Islamic Theology as well as specializing in Aqida and Philosophy. Currently, she is the Assistant Dean at the, and Senior Lecturer at the Medina Institute as well as all you know a great pleasure to be in the company of the youth and we know so now we get to know the next generation subhanallah of the i wa going wa
1: barakatuh.
0: always beautiful to have you in studio and I mean being youthful yourself and to speak to the youth how better and how best because now we hear you know from the horse's mouth <laughs> you know To uh, you know, and, and, and we're hopeful that um, I think when we speak about youth we don't only speak about the young people but we speak about you know youthful being even even um, over 40. It depends the way they say. Um, you're as young as you feel. Subhanallah. Yeah, so perfect, it yeah. might be a message that you'd be sharing with all of us this morning, inshallah, and a yeah. reminder as well.
1: No, no. First and foremost, I would like to greet all of the listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape and the staff. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
0: Wa alaykum wa
1: Indeed, alhamdulillah alhamdulillah. First and foremost, we need to thank Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. For all of the bounties and favors that he has bestowed upon us Whether you are young, whether you are old, everybody cannot deny That there are so many favors and so many ni'mas that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us That at the end of the day, it is impossible to even count it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms us in the beautiful Quran where he says uh, that if one would try to count the favors that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has bestowed upon us, we will never be able to count it. Whether it be us just getting up this morning, whether it be Alhamdulillah the rizq that it came our way, but the first and foremost is that we are Muslimin.
0: Alhamdulillah,
1: we lie as youngsters and as youth. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where I wouldn't say we take our deen for granted, but we forget. Where we came from, and we forget sometimes the reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed us on this dunya, gave us this life, gave us this family, gave us th- these opportunities. And just as we were speaking, to Staza earlier about uh, you know, our intentions and so on, like that. And one thing that you, that you also mentioned was renewing our intention and understanding why am I doing this. I would, oh, I would actually go to the extent and say, Why has Allah created me?
0: Subhanallah,
1: and that is where we need to go back to. Understanding, because for the end of, at the end of the day, everything happens within our life for a reason. You are on this dunya for a reason. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you. I mean, just think about the billions of people that are out there, and you are the one that were granted this deen. I, not too long ago, I went through to, to Atlanta, America, and I taught a course there for a period of time. And uh, what I witnessed, Mr. you know, that, wallahi, this outside world, they are longing for deen, especially the youngsters. The youngsters, they are looking around. They see all these issues, whether it be political issues or uh, economic issues or even religion issues, and they are lost. They don't know where to turn. They don't know do they turn to the priest, or they turn to the guide uh, in the business, do they turn to the, the, the government? There are so many things that it's so many fitness that our youth are confused. And because this sometimes we find within our communities and within our countries, there are even extreme. Uh, uh, scholars that have views that are a bit too extreme I mean for instance we look at the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam speaking about youth and how and inshallah we'll get to exactly how we can speak about youth and the challenges but one of the things just before I start is that what I've noticed with few rabbi, except for those that are in the mercy of Allah because I'm a youngster
0: Indeed. and 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 yeah. I,
1: I sit at the feet of the sheikh and I, I listen to them and and i and i take all the good that they have and you know at the end of the day you won't find any perfect sheikh you won't find any perfect father mother whatever the case may be so you take the good and some of them that i found is they you find that there's two these two categories or at least three you find the one category, mm-hmm. but too extreme on the one side. Okay. You know, it's be- because uh, us as youth, we face a lot of challenges, so we make a lot of mistakes. Yes. I mean, not even as youth alone, every individual on this dunya, they make mistakes. According to the hadith of the Rebbe Muhammad oh, yes. that he says, mm-hmm. that every son and daughter of Nabi Adam are sinners, yes. we make mistakes. That is natural, but the best of you, and this is what makes the difference. Mm-hmm. The best of you are those that return yes. to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but in the sense of not returning in the sense of just making tawbah, but you start to realize the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed you on this dunya. And as I was saying, you find certain to you that, a oh, but you know, once I, because we are young, we make a lot of mistakes and we learn by our mistakes. There's, there's no doubt about it. Nobody can say that they understand something and they have experienced in something unless they have experienced it themselves. Yes and sometimes in life allah places these tests and challenges so that we may come out with a better outcome you know yeah. we, we sometimes we need you know almost as, as as the old people say sometimes you need a clap on your cup to wake up you know that rock needs to be thrown against your head to wake up and realize what is happening but does that mean the door is closed never allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has completely opened that door 24-7. It's not like uh, WhatsApp and Facebook where sometimes you can get disconnected and sometimes looking for Wi-Fi and these passwords. The only password for the connection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa That is the password. And alhamdulillah we have it. We have free access to this connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you find on one hand certain shuyukh or ulama uh, with all due respect uh, Are a bit too extreme You know they're a bit hard And you find them You know especially When they when they give them a w'aida, you know, His jahannam His, his nar as adhab al-qabr His this 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 And, and you destroy the, the person fear you With a de-
0: the fear There we go you, you
1: destroy the person Because it's almost as if You'll feel hopeless You know at, at the end of the day What's the use? There's no hope for me Of course Of course And then you find on the other hand Where certain Certain uh, scholars Are a bit too lenient you know, they would come and they would ask certain Messiah He says, no, you know, that, that's sunnah It's okay, man, don't do it, it's okay it's You don't have to do it just, just, You won't be punished, just leave it aside But if we look at the character Of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu S- Alaihi Wasallam was- S- 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 w- S- Wallahi, in every way He was balanced mm-hmm.
0: Whether, mm-hmm. whether <laughs> it was his
1: da'wah, whether it was Even his, his, his personality, his character And even his physical appearance mm-hmm. Everything was balanced And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala describes to us what was the message of the Prophet? So what was his mission? Mm-hmm. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Inna wa mubashira wa We have sent you as a messenger and a, 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 a witness that is going to testify on the day of Qiyamah, and with that also mubashir, a person that brings glad tidings. So he speaks to you about the Jannah. He grants you that love, he grants you that mahabbah for this Deen, but also wa nadira, and he warns you. Because it's very important. Sometimes we, we try to also go to the extent of trying to show that this deen, yes, it is about love and it is about compassion. But on the other hand also, there, are, there is punishment. There are things that is going to, uh, consequences for our action. I mean, logically, if, if, if fear was not there, then you would find a three-year-old child jumping down from a seventh uh, seven-story building. But if he had that fear, it will protect him. Indeed. Now, exactly the same way with our deen. There is fear. These enough.
0: Alhamdulillah. I'm um, Sheikh and that note, Our listeners, we have Sheikh Riyad Fattah in Syria with us. We'll go for it, but we'll be back. And the topic today is speaking, and fo- the focus will be on the youth. Inshallah, stay tuned. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Najma Mubarak. Indeed, your Friday night We have our great guest, Sheik Zaid Fatal. In Syria with us and to our listeners, you know, just to bring you into the picture, the reason why we also speak about the background and the um, you know the should we say the the root of study, so that you can also become uh, more afraid with what it is that you know the Sheik and how he has sacrificed his time um, also to acquire his knowledge and to share that with us here at the Voice of the Cape. So hamla Sheik, being a graduate of the al Azir University and currently assistant dean and senior lecturer at Medina Institute and I'm sure you know being and dealing with young students all the time being youthful himself probably you know has this great relationship so um, it's good that we have examples such as these you know amongst us that you know that is of the same age um, that we can respect but also that we can learn from Alhamdulillah,
1: al-hamdulillah. definitely uh, uh, says, uh, Aisha. Um, one of the things and that's the reason why I started when I was speaking is that our approach and the way we, our, our, our methodology of learning, through <laughs> that way? It's very important. And how we approach people, how we speak to people. And it is not only for the shuh. I mean, as, as all the youngsters that are out there, never has the deen ever come out to say that the da'wah or learning this deen or speaking to people or whatever the case may be, it is only confined to the shuyukh and the ulama. Every single individual, no matter what age you are, It is compulsory and it is a haqq that is upon you that you have to deliver and show this deen. The Mm name Muhammad said, Convey of me even it be one ayah. He did not restrict it to any age, he did not restrict it to any specific uh, status or position or, or the level of knowledge that you have. He spoke to every single person that is on this deen of Islam. That it is wajib and it is it is compulsory upon you to convey whatever you can, whether it be a characteristic of the Muhammad mm. sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Mm. You know, sometimes we make the deen too difficult and too complicated. Where this deen is very simple. By just smiling to you, brother in Islam, there you are baligh ayah. You are conveying an ayah. You convey a sunnah with the name Muhammad. Sallallahu just being trustworthy and truthful. You are also as well part of the dua without even thinking. Doing good towards your parents and respecting your parents. You are following this deen and you are da'i Allāh azza wa jal. And one thing that we need to understand before all of these things that we try to do and implement is that we need to understand our deen. We need to understand our belief system. We need to understand our aqidah. And that is one of the most fundamental, uh, I would say, principles that each and every youngster, every person actually on this dunya needs to have. And that is... Who are you worshipping? Very important. Because sometimes in life we take it granted that we know, yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only worthy of worship, and He is the one that grants us rizq and all of these different things. But do we really know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with His attributes, with His names, with all of the perfection that is around Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And... Al-Imam Al-Ghazali actually says, and th- that's why I say, one of the first things as youth we need to establish is understanding our deening, understand Allah subhanahu mm-hmm. wa ta'ala in the sense of understanding why Him alone is worthy of being worshipped. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, "Fālam annahu la ilaha illa Allah." No, meaning gain knowledge. Gain knowledge that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Imam Al-Ghazali says that مَعْرِفَةِ اللَّهُ wa وَجَلَّ is that he says that knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be your priority even before you make salah and you make your ibadah why is that his logic behind it he says is that if a person does not who know who is worshiping then he will not be able to perfect his worship he will not be able to know why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone he grants me this he is the one that sees he everything and if you do not know who you are worshiping what is the use you are worshipping? So, you need to understand, at least do some sort of uh, uh, knowledge and ilm that you're able to go to any institution, whatever the case may be. Even the madrasa. You know, it's very important. Before, I remember my father used to tell me that our elders used to make madrasa wajib. <laughs> it was a fad It wasn't just a fad kifaya where certain people will go, okay, and the fad falls away. No, it was upon every single individual they have to go to madrasa. Unfortunately, today we don't find that anymore. Very few individuals within the community, they are still going to Madrasa. And it is very important for us to strengthen our youth. In today's time, we find our parents, you know, in, in enriching us with all of these different things, whether it be uh, education, whether it be uh, in a f- uh, financial way, all of these different things. But the greatest investment that you can ever give your child, and the greatest investment that you can do and that you can see towards is the investment of the Akhirah.
0: Subhanallah. Sheikh, sure, I know there's more, much more to come after that, inshallah. Let's go for Earth, and we will be back. Stay tuned, listeners.
1: Friday
0: Nasiha on The Voice of the Cape Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Focusing on the youth with Sheikh Zaid Fatah and you know sharing um, Prior to the outbreak such great Knowledge with us and, and I think you know, Means in ways of how We can respect the A'ima as well as You know getting that love um, From them as well but I think most importantly Is when we refer to the Example and the likes of the Prophet Peace be upon him alhamdulillah shah.
1: Definitely you know One story comes to mind if we look at Youngsters and we look at youth Taking on this deen and going forward, and that is uh, mm-hmm. Ashabul Kaf, the youngsters that were in the Kaf.
0: And we recite that surah every day. Really especially today, especially today as
1: well on a Jum'ah, we we open them and I encourage everybody that's listening. You still have time. Open the Musaf <laughs> and read that Quran, read Suratul Kaf. It will be a protection for you uh, at, at the end of times, inshallah Taala. We look at the ayah. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala describes these people. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Innahum fitiatun amanu bi Rabbihim wa huda." Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the word fitya. Now in the Arabic language Shabab is called youth. Yes. But fitya it it, it, it indicates to youngsters that are full of energy and youngsters that are you know they they they, they want to change they want you know that we we have these goals when you are young you know what I want to change the world I want to do this I want to do that I want to see to this and we have so many goals in our life and we're full of energy and there is something good and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes these this bunch of young guys in the these are young people but what is the thing that made them unique what is the thing that made them up till the day we are reciting and mentioning the surah, the the story, is that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says they are a group of youngsters that firmly had complete conviction. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. they absolutely had that conviction within their hearts within their mind nobody could place any doubt within them was concerning the deen and at that time they were facing a lot of fitness the people were committing shirk and they were committing kufr and all of these fasad was around them and they had absolutely no one to turn to because at that time they had there was no anbiya there was no shuyuh there's no alama within their village And they decided to go on their own path, and that is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them to be in the cave and so on. But one thing, I don't want to mention the whole story, but one thing that I want to mention that is very significant in the story is that after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describing to us what made them special, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us how his favor was bestowed upon them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the next later on, إِذَا طَلَعَتْ talaat and al Yamini wa wa Min Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and you will see by the cave that the sun would come إِذَا طَلَعَتْ an It will come as if it is bending. It is not directly on them. Because you must understand they were laying there for a long time and the sun on them directly, it will harm them. So Allah then mentions that the, the, the light of the sun would bend. تَزَاورُ عَنْ كَهْفِهِمْ ذَاتَ On the right side. وَإِذَا غربت, And when it goes down, <laughs> comes from what card means to loan. So it's almost if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the sunlight was, you know, just briefly on them, just when it's set. Just to give them that warmth and the protection that they needed. And then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, وَهُمْ فِي فَجْوَةٍ مِنْ And they were in the middle of the cave, meaning they were exposed. Then Allah says, mm-hmm. "That is one of the signs of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala." The alama of Tafsir is almost in perspective. We should speak. Is almost as if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is informing us that when you have the complete conviction and you make the tawakkul upon Allah, Allah will then create that the creation that He created will serve you.
0: Subhanallah.
1: The creation itself will serve you and see to your needs. As young as you are, as Energetic as you are, if you follow this deen and you keep to this deen, no matter what you face with the challenges, and the and I mean, I we all are young. Alhamdulillah, Ante Aisha as well, uh, very young, mashallah. Uh, <laughs> my father, oh, if all of our elders, I also say that they are very young, like Ante Aisha said, according to your heart, how old you feel. Subhanallah. But at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to question us about our youth. The Nabi system says in a hadith that there are few things that a Abdi is not going to move until he is questioned about. And that is, On your youth days, what did you spend it with? How did you utilize that time when you are full of energy, you were nice and strong, going to gym, you're building yourself, you you know, uh, everything, you're perfect in what you are doing, and Allah granted you that, that health and that strength in that, in that time. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to question, what did you do with it? Did you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or, or did you use it for your own means and your own gains and the dunya and so on? And one thing I want to mention to the at uh, least a reminder for myself and for, for yourselves as well is that no matter what you do on this dunya you can make it an ibadah an act of worship. And it's very simple. Anniya. Your intention. You're walking out the street, you're going to greet your friend. Ya Allah, I'm doing this for the sake of you because I love this brother in Islam.
0: Subhanallah.
1: You go and you put on your scarf Or even make a cup of tea Ya Allah I'm doing this sincerely for your sake Because I'm going to need this In order to make sure That I'm not later Distracted from worshipping you Allah Do you understand? Every way you are able to use You can worship Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And one thing That the Nab Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi Wasallam Mentioned to one of the youngsters as well Ibn Abbas Ibn Abbas was a very young sahabi And he was at the feet of the Nabi And the sallam And the Nabi alayhi sallam Told him Ya ghulam Oh my boy, I will teach you certain words. Words of wisdom. He says, Protect Allah and Allah will protect you. What does that mean? Meaning protecting your deen. Protecting the orders and the commandments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon you. And Allah will protect you. When you protect your deen, you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there for you. He will protect you. He will see to your deeds no matter what. He continues Allah the Rabbi says continues says if you if all the people within this dunya had to all come together in order to benefit you they will not benefit you unless what Allah has placed out and if they had to come and harm you they will not harm you unless what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put out and there's one hadith that I uh, that I, I need to mention and oh, Allah it, it captivated my heart uh, says, uh, is that the Rabbi in this hadith that is mentioned uh, we said in uh, Riwayat is mentioned that you know, difference of opinions concerning the Senate. But the Nabi alayhi <laughs> says in Hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Abdi, anta tu read wa ana ureed. O oh my slave, you want and I want. For in ata'tani fi ma ureed, if you obey me for what I want, a'taitu ma to I will then give you for what you want. When at Abdani female ureed, and when if you are reluctant and you do not want to follow what I want, at Abtuka female to read. I will make it for what you want very difficult. It will be very difficult for you to get what you want. And on top of that, it will only be for what I want. It will only be for what I want. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is destined. And we need to know as youngsters we are Shaitan's main target. Because the shabab, if you look at history, look at the seerah, we find that the shabab, the youngsters, the youth, they were in the front lines. They were the, the ones that took this deen to the front lines and they made sure of making this tabligh to, to the whole world. If you look at the revolutions that happened now, just recently in the years that we lived in, in Egypt, in all of these different places, it was the youngsters and the youth that caused this revolution. Even in South Africa with apartheid, it was the youth, the youth. that pushed it forward because the youth, when they are directed in the right direction It is impossible to stop them If you are granted that guidance And you are firm in what you want to do Wallahi de, No matter what person comes to you And tries to stop you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will see to That you become successful And nobody will be able to Because your niya is towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. And know that shaitan He is looking for you Trust me, he's not looking, he's actually with you at the moment. And he's trying, as we are speaking, he's trying with every single person that is on this dunya. And he will not give up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, <inaudible> That he, you, he sees you from places and, 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 and perspectives and points from where you do not even look at. Shaitan will never come to us directly. He is too scared. He's a bangbrook, if I could put it that way. <laughs> he is too scared to come right in front of us and show us this you have to do, haram, that you have to do. Shaytan has steps that he takes. And if you look at the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the incident of Nabi Adam alayhi salam yes, and yeah. Hawwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Dalla comes from the word, in the Arabic language, it, it means two things. It means "dalu" from a bucket. And also, Dalla indicates to step by step, indicating someone to do something. Mm. So what did Shaitan do with Nabi Adam Hawa? He didn't come out and just immediately say, look, eat the fruit, uh, this, this, and whatever the case may be. He took them step by step. So for instance, if I, if I could give an example, he would let them, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, la taqrabu don't come close to this tree. So Shaitan would say, you know what, okay, from a distance you can see it. Just, just go check it out. It's not haram It's not haram to go check it out You just check it out from a distance And then he would come to a closer. You know what Allah says don't eat So that means you can touch the tree There's nothing wrong with that It's not haram You're not disobeying Allah And then the next thing you know You are eating from the tree Or you are doing that sinful thing That is how shaitan works He will never come to you directly He will take you step by step Until he gets you And trust me he does not stop there our, as youngsters, we face a lot of fitness and we need to understand that it is natural for us to make mistakes. It is natural for mankind to make mistakes. It, we are not anbiya. We are not malaika. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the malaika that they have choices but they have no desires. And Allah created human beings with choices and desires. And when we overpower our de- desires, we become better than the malaika. Because that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us. So as human beings and as youngsters, we make mistakes. We fall into wrong things. But what is shaitan's main objective? After he has gotten you into that wrong, don't think that he's going to stop there. His goal is much more bigger. He wants you to go on a higher, in a a deeper hole. And that is what your belief, with your aqeedah. Because what happens afterwards? We do the wrong, we commit the sin, and now what happens is, okay, we repent. A few weeks later, or days later, or hours later, we fall into the same trap. Not intentionally, but we fall into the same trap. We make Tawbah again. Same thing, like a circle, all day, all long. And then at the end of the day, you feel, you know what? There's no hope for me. There's no is closed. Who am I kidding? Who am I? Uh, you know, uh, I'm being fake. I'm a hypocrite. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to forgive me because he knows that in my heart I'm doing it all the time. I'm not stopping. Now, let me tell you, that is what shaitan wants. Because what is happening when you say something like that? When you say that, you know what, Allah is not going to forgive me. You are then placing restrictions upon Allah. And there is no restrictions upon Allah. There is no limit to Allah's mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is open and wide, there is absolutely no end to it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes, it is all to perfection. And when you start having these ideas, you start of how can i say affecting your iman you start affecting your deen and that is what shaitan wants so it takes you from a, a small thing that you have done into a aqeedah issue where now it starts to affect your aqeedah in thinking of how you your, your your idea of how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you and that is why so beautifully Ustaza, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's almost as if uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that what shaitan is going to do before even shaitan was created. But it's almost as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this because he, it was almost like a reminder for us for that moment. And exactly it is. Allah destines mm. everything before it's time. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in, this, in, in, in the Holy Quran, O my slaves that have oppressed themselves. And just look at the beautiful wording. Allah didn't say, "Oh, oh you who have oppressed themselves. He said, yeah, Ibadi. Oh, my slaves. <laughs> Meaning we still are the slaves of it's Allah. All. Subhan- we still belong to this deen. We are still Muslim. They still hope for us. Allah is not completely just putting us aside and disregarding us. Even though we have oppressed, even though we have disobeyed Him. Allah says, oh, my slaves. that have oppressed themselves. La <laughs> rahmatillah. He didn't say, don't do the sun. Allah subhanahu has ordered us to not. Yes, you cannot come to wrong and all of these things. But speaking about His rahmah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not give up hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. Why? Because shaitan's main objective is for you to lose that mercy in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Friday Nasikha
0: on The Voice of the Cape alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to Friday Nasiha program. Here is Aisha Latu with the esteemed Sheikh Zaid Fatal in studio with us. And I think a topic long overdue, wonderfully uh, you know connecting with our listeners as well. And Sheikh is going to continue with the topic on the youth for us. Inshallah.
1: Alhamdulillah. As we mentioned, as a, is that uh, as youngsters and as youth, we are we can become the power of this community and the power of this nation the power of the ummah of the muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam but we can also become the weakling it is a balance that we need to strike uh, and you know like i said because with that in mind is that we are the biggest targets for shaitan he wants us because if he gets us then he knows that the next generation Is going to be no for them
0: Indeed. Sure, Just one point that I want to make And I think I've, I've mentioned that um, During the outbreak break as well When Allah addresses the slave no. and, and we're looking at you know How merciful Allah is upon his slaves yes. And so we're looking at you know, The relationship of a parent With a child as well When the child does something wrong you know that The way they reprimand the child But you know if you just change your wording your approach, or you know. the approach, which is so important. No,
1: no, definitely. And unfortunately, even as young parents, because myself also as a young parent, like I said, you make mistakes. You fall into wrong. It's the, the thing is to learn the lesson and then continue. And always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh-huh. if So, for instance, my son is two years old and he's very full of energy. And sometimes he just makes me, ya Allah, ya Allah help me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, the and, 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 <laughs> and so we face these challenges. And Allah has placed them or we need to understand is that they are not theirs our children alone and that we are the protectors that Allah has granted them as we are guiding them, but they are a test to us as well. And how we approach situation, how is our etiquette and how is our models when we deal with situations and they are a test to us. And just as I mentioned, you know, how's Allah the best example? Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with us, and you can imagine how many times do we make mistakes in the wrong. From the day that we are muqallaf until up to the day to, that we are living today. Imagine, wouldn't it have been justified if Allah had to treat us in such a bad way? Because every single day we are committing wrong, we're doing sin, even if we do not even realize it. We are doing certain things that we don't even realize that we are doing. But look at the approach of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at also the approach of the name Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Nabi simple of example. The man came in to the masjid, as it was in the masjid, the man, then you urined in the masjid. The sahaba, they felt, what is this man doing? I mean, think about this. Try to visualize this. Right tonight, today, if a man had to do that in the masjid, Ya Allah, all the Buddhas that are sitting on the chairs that can't stand for salat, they will get up for <laughs> to sort him out. You understand? But the sahaba, same thing. So what did the rabbi do? He told them leave him. Da hariku ala bawli minal Leave him and just throw water over his urine. And that was it. He was the Nabiul did not order them to beat him up. Did not order them to make him feel the worst creation that he can feel. Not nothing of that. The Nabiul approach was always rahma. His approach was always yeah. full of compassion. His approach was always full of love. And that is where we, as parents and as youngsters, need to take this on. When we approach our individuals, trust me, you can you can achieve much more with love than fear. A dog. You can hit him and make sure that he respects you as soon as you turn your back. He's going to ag- go against your orders. He's going to bite you. But if you show that love and respect, and that is a dog. What's the creation? What, if, what about so your son? What about your daughter? What about your mother? What about anybody that is around you? Treating them with love, treating them with affection, and not having the sort of police kind of approach. You know, everybody, everybody, mashallah, the police are there. They're protecting us in all of these different things. But we have this sort of fear of them. Because of sometimes we find the approaches very strong and sometimes people around the world riot and protest because of the approaches and all of these things. What is that? That is a lesson for us is that the approach should not be in that way. You can achieve much more. I mean really there is absolutely nothing better when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Kul in Kuntum Allah, yuhbukum Allah. Tell them Ya Muhammad, if they love me If they sincerely love me, then let them follow you. And if they follow you, you will be granted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. Now imagine in our life, we we strive for the love of our parents. We strive for the love of our spouse. We strive for the love of our daughters, our sons, and our friends. What happens when you follow the orders of Allah in the way you adapt yourself, in the way you conduct yourself, and that you are then granted the love of the creator of this creation? (laughs) What, What more can you achieve than that? And that is the way that we need to approach people. Is that the approach should be with wisdom and you being the example. It's very important that when we approach our youngsters, and we, we, we're very quick to jump on the, on, the, on, the, on the horse, and this is wrong, that is wrong, and whatever the case may be. But have we looked at ourselves? Are we examples for the youth? Are we examples for our daughters and our sons, and so on and so on? One of the great Shiuch, after Sawwuf mentioned, He says that always think of yourself as the worst slave on this dunya in sins. Why? It's because two things. First thing, it will grant you that you do not stop making tawbah. Second thing, you will not judge anybody because who is worse than you?
0: Who is worse than you?
1: Wisdom. And there is, that has to be the approach of everybody. That when we guide and we advise, we are doing it in order to see the next person in Jannah. And you are not going to be granted this unless you sincerely love this person. That is nasiha. It's not about judging each other and telling this is right and all of these things. It is about making sure that you know, Ya Allah, I love this brother. I love this sister. I love my daughter. I love my son. And I want to see them in Jannah. And when they enter Jannah, Ya Allah, I want them to not forget me so that I may also enter the Jannah. It is a two-way. I always tell my wife, and I make, at least it sounds like a joke, but I don't, it's not a joke. I'm very serious. Are you listening, wife? (laughs) (laughs) Is that I tell her, if you're going to enter Jannah, don't forget me, because Allah grants for people intercession. And if I enter Jannah, I'm not going to forget you. And exactly the same thing, is that whether with your brother, whether with your sister, whether with your daughter or son, or father or mother, As long as you know that you are doing khair and you sincerely towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah understands the situations that He has placed you in and He knows the calamities and the difficulties He has placed in front of you and He knows that within your heart you are sincere and you really want to become closer with Allah that is your niyyah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will see that you will become successful as long as your niyyah is true very important about our intentions. The rabbi says every single action is according to our intention. And the beautiful part is, is that intentions within the heart. Intention within the heart. And the one thing that we need to understand is nobody can judge your intention. Nobody can judge your taqwa even. your piety, your your your, your conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Hajjatul Wada, the rabbi, after speaking to him, he said, "At taqwa taqwa is in the heart, taqwa is in the heart. The ulama'u hadith explains, they have a Shah and they say, the wisdom behind the Nabah says, "Taqwa is in your heart, is because who is able to see in the heart? Only Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody else is able to see in the heart. So when we speak to one another, we approach each other, it should be sincere for Allah's sake, and we should not judge. Because not even the Nabah alayhi ever, Ever slandered a person? Whoever did he ever backbite a person? Whoever did he make a first person feel so uncomfortable that they would question why am I Muslim? Never did the ever do that. And with the challenges and tests that is in front of us, if you are sincere towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, Allah will grant your way. And you need to understand that the battle of shaitan does not end. Shaitan does not stand at the door of the, uh, of, the of the club. Shaitan does not stand there. He stands at the door of the masjid. He stands by the doors of the people that are trying to change. He's standing at the doors of the people that are trying to make toba. He's standing at the doors of the people that are trying sincerely, Ya Allah, I'm really trying so much and so much things in front of me, Ya Allah. Shaitan, you are Shaitan's main, main objective. Because you are the one that has the change within your heart. And from that, Sayyidina Umar always said, Never judge mm-hmm. a sinful person because he can become the greatest leader tomorrow. And that is the potential that you have. You can become the greatest leader tomorrow. And Shaitan is not going to give up. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says in the whole Quran, where Shaitan is going to be. Allah says what Shaitan said on the uh, on the day that he was, uh, was uh, uh, kicked out of Jannah so he said, Qala fa bima la Lahum Siratakal Mustaqim. Shaitan said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, I will make sure that I sit where? On Where did he say it? <laughs> sirat. On your Sirat, ya Rabbi. I'm going to make sure that I am there by that Sirat al-Mustaqim. And I'm going to try to pull these people off the Sirat al-Mustaqim. So when you are on that Sirat and you're going towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your life, is you're still young. You have so much things in front of you. Know that shaitan is looking for you. But guess what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power, nothing can compare to it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looking after us and seeing that we are protected nothing is able to take that away from us but if we will only be granted this if we protect our deen as mm-hmm. an said Indeed. if you make sure to the best of your capability and your capacity ya rabbi i'm going to try to do this the Nabi said wa mm-hmm. in the best of actions are not the most you can do it's not the 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 the, the amount that you can do the mm-hmm. abi said those that are continuous, even it be little. So what is this? All, the Nabi A.S. encourage us to do more quality than quantity. So no matter how small or insignificant the action looks to others and to you events, but Allah can be great. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can tip the scales on the day of Qiyamah. And that might be the action that will grant you to enter the Jannah. There is this one story and I will end off with this. Just to show that there is still hope. The Rabal Saslam describes on the day of Qiyamah that two men are going to be punished in Jahannam. And they're going to be shouting so loud and they're going to shout, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would order the Mala'ika to take these two individuals out. And then the two individuals comes out and Allah asks them, Why are you shouting? And then they explain, Ya Rabbi, it is the punishment is so severe. And Allah asks them, What is your state? What are you feeling? And they say ya Allah, the punishment is so severe, it's something that I've never experienced before. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Well, we reminded you, we gave you all of these things, now go back. Go back to the fire. And the one runs back and the other one stands still. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the other one back. And Allah knows exactly what is happening and what is going to happen. And Allah calls the one individual back and he asks him, Why did you run back? He said, Ya Rabbi, because on the dunya I was such a slave that I was not so obedient. And at least on the day of Qiyamah, I'm going to try to at least follow this order, Ya Allah. I'm going to at least try to follow this order. And that's why I ran towards Jahannam in order to jump back by your order. And then Allah asked the other one, why did you stand still? And they said, Ya Rabbi, because I know that you would not call me out here except by your mercy to give me these moments of, of, of easiness just a, a second away from the jahannam mm. that is out of your rahmah. And Ya Rabbi, I know that your rahmah is even more huger than this.
0: Subhanallah.
1: And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, both of you Ya malaikati, oh my angel, take these slaves through to Jannah. What is this telling us? Sincerity, niya, intention. If your intentions are set, if Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, Allah will grant you that reward. Allah will protect Mm -hmm. you, and Allah will grant that you are successful with all of the challenges that you are facing.
0: I Amin, mean, inshallah. Allah grant us the understanding, inshallah, and the wisdom, as you say, you know, to raise our children and also to draw them closer, not just to us, but to the deen of Islam, inshallah,
1: and to Amen. love Allah. Amin, Also, I would like to take this opportunity. For all for We are speaking about knowledge and speaking about uh, 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 learning and so that, inshallah ta'ala, to all those that are listening, uh, Medina Institute is now open for registration for next year, inshallah ta'ala, and there are bursaries available. So I invite all those that are interested in studying the and learning how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy to be worshipped, inshallah ta'ala, please come forward uh, if those that are any details inshallah ta'ala, Ustaza Aisha has my details, or you can go on the website www.medinainstitute.org or .com Jazakumullah khairan jazah wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa Barakatuh.
0: Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh